forgive me for not giving this to you earlier, to Acts 2. And it's a simple scripture that we all know, but I want to bring out some defining points. Hallelujah. Go to Acts 2. The Bible said, and when the day of Pentecost had fully come, at the end of the 50-day feast before everyone who gathered were ready to go back to their countries, when the day of Pentecost was at its end, the feast of Pentecost, the celebration of Pentecost had fully come. There were 120 people that were all in one place and all with one accord. There were 120 people that were not a part of the festivities that had obeyed the Christ to go up into the upper room and to tarry there until they were endued with the power of the Holy Ghost. And after the Holy Ghost comes upon you, you shall be receive power to be witnesses in Ju Jerusalem and Judea, Samaria, and the utmost parts of the world. Hallelujah. And they were obeying God. While the festivities were going on, they were they were secluded and they were consecrated. While the many believers from other countries, many Jews from other countries had come to Jerusalem, they had cordoned themselves off and they were in travail and in expectation. Now the key is they were in one place. We are all in one place right now. But the defining factor was that they were with, they were all with one accord. That means there were no isms or schisms. There was no volley or, or jockeying for positions. There was no self-engrandized mentalities. There were no people that were of any other thought but to wait until the Holy Ghost came. And when you can get people to commit, somebody say commit. When you can get people, believers, to commit and to surrender their will and conjoin with their brothers and sisters and, and, and have one accord, there will be a suddenly. I'm trying to get through to you. The reason why we don't have many miracles is because we don't have the oneness of heart and mind. The reason why we don't see God doing great things is because we are not committed and connected to God and one another. But when we get to the point where we surrender our will and believe that it and prefer our brothers over ourselves, there cannot be any suddenly. They were all with one accord in one place. And suddenly there came a sound from heaven. I hear a sound coming from heaven that is being released with our unified worship that's being released with our conjoined work of the ministry. 
the more we become connected the more God will expand and the Lord will move in a mighty way I don't hear anybody I don't I don't hear anybody here see this is the thing that the enemy fights so hard against the enemy does not want us to be connected the enemy wants us to be divided the enemy wants us to fight one another the enemy wants us to be at odds over small things the enemy wants to ex ex exaggerate the smallest infraction to get us up in arms at each other but I got news for you you're not my enemy you're my brother you're my sister and if anything goes wrong let the blood let cover it. Let the love of God be so strong that that love covers a multitude of faults. But you are not my problem. And whatever we have going on, we can rectify this thing because we are blood brothers. We are blood sisters. I don't hear anybody. We are connected not by our family's DNA. We are connected by the blood of Jesus. Somebody give God a praise right now. I said, somebody give God a praise. We are our greatest problem. We are our greatest problem. Because there has been proof positive that when the body is connected and that we are connected in love, God moves. Unity has always been powerful. Unity has always caused God to move. I can even go all the way back into the book of Genesis in a negative sense, but it proved a point. A negative situation proved a point of unity. When they decided that they were going to build a tower, when they decided, when man decided, we're going to build a tower. And that tower is going to go into the heavens and we're going to get to where God is. It sounds far-fetched to us unless we sit back and look at our technology today. Sounds far-fetched. How did they believe that they could build a tower into God, into the heavens? The same way we could believe that technology can give us the ability to press a button and talk to people around the world. That technology could give us the power for leisure just to fly up into outer space just for a few minutes to see what it looks like. I don't hear anybody. And 50, 60 years ago, 100 years ago, that wasn't even a thought. It was impossible. 150 years ago, it's impossible to think that man could ever fly. Hallelujah. You know, if man were made to fly, God would have gave him wings. And man made their own wings. And man took to flight. And now it's a common mode of transportation. It was once so uncommon to have a, have a rocket launch into space and orbit. Hallelujah. But then it became commonplace and went from orbiting the earth to going to the moon. Y'all don't hear me. Then went from going to the moon to going to Mars. We would have never thought that possible. But the united effort of people that had a singular mind and thought.
made it come about. Am I making sense to you? Am I making sense to you? It, it, it took people who didn't mind the criticism of those who didn't believe. It took people who said, regardless to what other people said, we that are doing this work have one single mind and we will accomplish it and it is accomplished to this day. And they did not have the faith of God. They had unity. Anybody here? They had unity. A oneness of mind that brought about these things. And now Bezos, he puts together a way for just everyday civilians to go up into this atmosphere, into outer space just to view for leisure. I want you to see how things are progressing because of unity. Unity. And if anybody did not believe, they were not a part of the employ. If anybody doubted and had skepticism, they were not a part of the machinations. Because the one thing that they learned is if you don't agree, you can't work here. Because what we're going to do will be accomplished. If the sinful man has enough wisdom to know that I need people of the same mind in order to get this done, where has the church gone wrong? I'm trying to talk to you here. Where has the church gone wrong? When has the church, when did the church develop this crab in a barrel mentality? That we can't stand to see people progress. When did the church develop this, this jealous mentality? That wants the glory for themselves. And if they see anybody advancing that I got to tear them down. I got to question their relationship with God. I've got, to, I've got to make them seem as though that they're being too much. I got, I, I, I got to vilify their works. I've got to marginalize their efforts. When did we become so ferocious with one another? The very ferocity that we should have for the devil, we use on ourselves. And a house you know where I'm going and a house divided against its own self cannot remain intact cannot stand unity and commitment is a failed art in the majority of church. There are a few that are committed and unified and it's wearing them thin. It is exhausting them because they're doing the job of five and six people who should be on their posts. But them determined that the work will not fail caused them to multitask to pick up the slack. Is any of those people in here today? Any of those people in here today? Unashamedly, any of those people in here today? The work of the kingdom. 
They tried to build the tower into the heavens and they were succeeding for they were unified. It wasn't how much you paying me. Well, who, who going to get the glory for this? Who the chief is? It had nothing to do. They were all united in mind and effort. And they were building a tower. To the point that God said, what man is doing is not good. And they will accomplish this. Because they are unified. When God sits back and says, they're, ab they're able to do this. Why? Because I made them in my image and likeness. I gave them intelligence. I gave them wisdom. I gave them the creativity. I gave them the inspiration. They're utilizing their God power in a negative way. And if we don't stop this, they will accomplish this. That is the truth. If we are united, we will accomplish it. So God said, let us go down and let us confound their tongue. Because if they're not speaking the same language, if they're not all speaking the same thing, if they're not of the same mind and the same judgment, it'll stop the work. And so he called that place as he confounded their tongues and all of the languages of the world came to be. As he confounded their tongue, the name of that place was called Babel. Babel. That means to utter without sense, to utter without comprehension. To babble. Thus, the name of the country is Babylon. Amen. And God had to stop that because they all spoke the same thing. But then the day of Pentecost comes. And now the reversal. Y'all don't hear me. Now the reversal. They are now all in one place. They are all with one accord. There is no division. There's no ism or schism. They are all there for the same purpose. Imagine what will happen. Not would happen. Imagine what will happen when we get to that point. It doesn't take a lot of people. It just takes a remnant. Everybody else can go home. It just takes a remnant. Well, y'all not hearing me. If you're not going to believe, just go home. Let us handle this. We'll, we'll get this accomplished. If you're not going to have faith and if you're going to fight, then just leave and let us take care of this spiritual work. And when we get it going, come on back and see what faith has done. I don't hear anybody in this room. When people were not on the same mind with Jesus, he cleared the room. When he goes to heal Jairus' daughter. When he goes to heal the young woman and the professional mourners are there 
and they're crying because they're, they're, they're paid to cry and to show grief. Jesus said, that girl, that child's not dead. She's just asleep. And then the mourners started to mock Jesus, started to laugh at Jesus. And because they did not believe, he cleared the room. I don't hear anybody. Sometimes you got to clear the room and only have those that believe. Yo, y'all don't hear what I'm saying. If you believe with me, we can get this done. Somebody said, clear the room. And you got to look at Jesus again. When, when, when Lazarus dies, when Lazarus dies, and he gives four days before he comes. Lazarus is in the tomb by the time Jesus gets there. Martha runs and she says, Jesus, if you had been here, my brother would not have died. He says, you're going to see your brother again. Because if I can get you to believe, there'll be a suddenly. I can't do it if you're not in agreement with me. So I got to change your vision. You will see your brother again. I got to change how you see this situation. You see him as dead, but you're talking to somebody who is life. You will see Anybody here? You will see your brother again. Martha says, I know I will. In the great resurrection, Jesus got to set this woman straight. Otherwise, the miracle won't happen. He said, baby, you got that wrong. The resurrection is not a day. You think the resurrection is a day, but I am the resurrection and the life. He that believeth in me, though he were dead, yet shall he live. Whosoever liveth and believeth in me shall never die. And then he said, Believest thou this? Why, after he made that declaration, did he say, Do you believe this? Because although I made the declaration, if you don't believe this, there won't be a suddenly. We've got to be agreed before the miracle happens. I don't hear anybody here. We got to be agreed before the miracle happens. Look at somebody say, I agree with God. Uh, and as they go toward the burial ground. Somebody tells Mary, Martha is with Jesus. 
She gets up. Martha tells her sister, I was just with Jesus and he's calling for you. They meet up with Jesus. They get to the tomb. He says, now roll the stone away. But he said, for the benefit of those who are looking. I know that you've always heard me. But for the benefit of those here, let this happen now. Roll the stone away. Martha says, Master. Now this is the one who said she believed. Master, by now, he stinketh. He's been in the grave four days. And Jesus rebukes me. And he said, didn't I tell you? And I hear him rebuking some of us. Didn't I tell you? You got to believe what God said. Who am I talking to? Didn't I tell you? That if you believed, you would see great things. Didn't I tell you that there's a miracle about to happen? Didn't I tell you that I'm about to do what no man can do? I am the resurrection and you're about to see it with your own eyes. Somebody put a praise on this. I got to close, I got to close. The enemy's greatest desire is to cause us to be isolated and distant and polarized from one another. Because the Bible said in unity there is I don't hear anybody. In unity is there strength. The Bible said that in unity, God commands the blessing. There's no blessing in division. There's only blessing. That's why the enemy's trying to divide us. But I got news for Perfecting Faith Church. We will not be divided. Did you hear what I said? We will not be I will fight the good fight of faith as pastor and we will not be divided. I will preach this word that will bring us together and we will not be divided. I will heal the brokenhearted. I will call to order in the house and we will not be divided. I will call to order. We will not be divided. We will not be separated. We may not agree on everything, but the one thing we will agree on is that we are united by Christ. We can work out any difference, but there will be a suddenly in this house. I don't hear y'all. There will be a suddenly in this house. There will be breakthrough in this house. 
There will be miracles in this house. There will be deliverance in this house. There will be ministry in this. to 
house. You that are the remnant, give it up, give it up, give it up. Give it up, give it up to him. We are united. We are united in praise. Everybody's standing. Everyone's standing, everyone. Everyone's standing. cannot do it without each other but together with committed people that are with one accord there will be a suddenly I am anxious I'm anxious to see that I'm anxious my future relies on that suddenly that suddenly is going to destroy every system in my body that has gone astray. And that comes with the united body of believers. Amen. <laughs>